And it's a miracle for me to stand up here before Everybody you all. Amen. 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 Because when you grow uh, up with that support of a uh, father and a mother and go through so many things, it just takes away your uh, self worth. You know? Yeah. And, uh, Somebody uh, sexually molested me. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but being your uncle, your dad's brother, mm-hmm. who was an elder in the church, mm-hmm. and later on became a pastor and had his church. Mm-hmm. And not having nobody to talk to or tell it to, mm-hmm. and not only that, being told that if you do tell it, nobody's going to believe it. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Because mm-hmm. one time I did try to tell it. Mm-hmm. Just a little girl. And they made me feel like I was dirty. Mm-hmm. And I was the guilty one. Mm-hmm. And it was, and that's what my life seems like has been about. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, being by yourself, like an outsider, you know, not being accepted by no, no one. And even in the neighborhood, we were all poor. <laughs> but it just seems like nobody wanted you for their friend, you know. Uh, my dad, he was a... He did the best he 
uh, I didn't know my mother until I was around 12 when we had a flood and my aunt and uncle took me, took us, up, brought us to Harrisburg because I'm from Stilton. But anyway, let me take my time. Yes, yes, yes take your time. Take your time. Take your time. It's just, I just hate going back. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But uh, when I met her for the first time around 12, there was no mother from her, you know, like hugging you and glad to see you. It was like a stranger, you know. Stayed there until flood was over, went back home. But it was just—I—I I was born during the depression time, so that was a bad time, I guess, to be born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, it was something, you know. But you know, when you grow up in a certain area of time. You don't think nothing about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You just take what you just live, you right. know. Because everybody else is, is in it too. Right. But my dad, he was a he was a smart man, yeah. And he uh, could have been a contractor mm -hmm. because he could do everything. He built how you know, build help help people to build houses and even help uh people built churches you know and he, he, he did electric he did concrete he did everything he even cut hair you know <laughs> <laughs> and and but drinking he would drink and when he was drinking he was loud and and just say things to you you know what i mean he would just say all kind of things. He, he, he wasn't a huggy father, you know. We didn't know that kind of love. But you just take one day at a time, you know. You, what, what are you going to do? You, you can't go anywhere, you know what I mean? You can't, you're a kid, you know. You don't have nobody. But just to live your life, uh, like running from my uncle Chun. You know, when you're a child, four or five, you can't do anything, but people can just do what they want to do. Yes. But then, after I, I had to, and it's something I said, Lord, I said, even though this, this man had did this now I have to go and live in their house. And it's uh, <laughs> and nobody's in that house for me. Right. To take care of me. Right. To watch over me. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's just it was just hard to just Running from trying to run from his advances. No, after you get it, because when we, I lived, went to live with them, I was around 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. 
and and my room was right next to theirs, mm. and he had to come out of his his room to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. At least that that what he made people think he was going to the bathroom. Mm. And next thing I know, he's trying to get in my bed. Mm. You know, so it was really something. But but I just felt like a Cinderella, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like nobody had a voice for me. And it made me uh, introvert, you know. I, I, I rehearsed everything inside, you know. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, anyway, when we grew up during that time, you didn't talk, your, your, your opinion didn't matter anyway, you know. <laughs> but, but I know uh, there's a, uh, Robinson, he has a thing that on his, uh, he talks about these girls uh, in Singapore that they had this whole street where they steal these girls from their parents, you know, and tell them that they're going to uh, take them and give them a job. And instead of giving them a job, they take and prostitute them, you know. And, 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 I, and my heart just goes out to them because I know that feeling of what it is to be taken advantage of, yes. you know, to be used mm -hmm. for somebody else, mm -hmm. for his gratification, yeah. and it's just terrible. But the Lord, you know, it, it, it's something sometimes when bad things are happening to you, you think that nobody's there but God's still there watching over you, you know, he's still watching over you. And with all this here going on, you know, as a child, you, you are, you dream, you know what I mean? You always dream, oh, I'm going to, uh, you know, get get out of this thing, you know. Yeah. And so I, instead of uh, I didn't have nobody to go to, and she had a brother in the house, and he was taking advances at me. Mm -hmm. and, and with with him, I did get pregnant and have a child. Because mm -hmm. I thought, you know, how a girl think, oh, he's going to marry me and take mm -hmm. me out of this mess, mm -hmm. but it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Instead, instead, it was another, that was another dying for me. Yes. I uh, ridiculed and ashamed, being ashamed, you know. It's just hard to tell I make it and open before the Lord. Yeah, you know, amen. If I can help somebody, you know, that's fine. Because it, it happened for a purpose. But you know, it's just, it's just sad that 
when you don't have anybody to talk to. Yeah. Mm, you know. Mm. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. And I guess that's why God gave me prayer. Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. 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 Because you sure got to talk to somebody. Yes. But I'm just so grateful for where he's brought me from. Yes, Lord. But I, I was sent back to school. And that was a, a, another shame. You know what I mean? Because back then it just seems like I was the first girl to be having a baby. You know what I mean? Yes. In my... Uh, it's the neighborhood, mm -hmm. and and for and my aunt, I don't know she, she and her husband, uh, who was my aunt, was my aunt, but she was just, she was my aunt by marriage, mm -hmm. and for and she what she did was she never could have children, mm -hmm. she would always have a boy, uh, not a boy. When you lose your baby, miscarriage. Yeah, miss, she would have a mm. miscarriages. She just had a lot of miscarriages. And when I look back, I can know why. Because her husband was a, so much wrong with him. Yes. My uncle, because, yes. because oh, you know, some things I can't, I can't tell you. Yes. Yes. But I've seen him do, you know. Yes. And I know that. Even babies don't, didn't matter to him, you know what I mean? Right, right. But, my God, my God. But anyway, what she did, uh, so she told me, nobody, uh, nobody, you know what I mean? I didn't have support to nobody in this house. Mm -hmm. and, and not the outside of it either, you know? And uh, she, to get the, it was a boy, and to, and to get him, she told me that she was gonna send me back to school, mm -hmm. and she was going to uh, adopt him. Mm -hmm. I didn't have no say, in, I guess I didn't, I, I couldn't do anything anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what she did was told me, she said, used to, now she's, a, she's an elder's wife, mm -hmm. She said, uh, you tell, because I had to go before a judge for her to adopt. She said, you tell the judge that you met a soldier. Because in those days, uh, the soldiers were coming around a lot from Indian town. And she, she would say, uh, just tell them that you met a soldier and you had a baby and you don't know where he is. That was that lie I had to mm -hmm. sit up on that stand and say. Yes. And that's the way she she got him as as her you know as her son. But it's just been a long journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's really been a long journey. But. Oh, thank you. So anyway, after I graduated, three years later, after I graduated, I married my daughter's father. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And he was a boy that uh, 
grew up in a, we grew up in the same neighborhood. We knew all about each other, mm -hmm. you know, so I didn't have to try to explain at the time. Mm -hmm. And because uh, he had stuff going on in his family too, you know. Mm -hmm. so, but, uh, and after we got married, I was still living with my aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. But when my daughter turned, was uh, she was one and a half. I said, I got, I said, I got to get out of this house. Mm -hmm. Because every time I went to work, I was working. Uh, when I graduated, I got a job at the state. And every time I went to, to work, I thought about my daughter. Amen. Being yeah. in that house. Because mm -hmm. my aunt, she was, uh, she was the one babysitting my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, Lord, I got to get out of here. Mm -hmm. I got to have peace. Yeah. Yeah. I, because, uh, if I see any signs, you know, you go through things like that, you can see the signs. There are signs of the enemy. Oh, thank you, Lord. So when she was running ahead, we moved to where I am now. And I'm still there. Amen. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, it ain't nobody but the Lord. Nobody but because uh, even after I had had three children, mm -hmm. my daughter and two, two boys, I was pregnant with a fourth mm -hmm. child. And then I found out that he was being unfaithful. Mm -hmm. There was somebody else, so it just—it's it, like the the enemy keep bringing you back to the same old old pit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. amen. <laughs> They're like making you feel like you're nothing. You know, mm -hmm. you don't matter. You know, mm -hmm. but but you know, you you know, but I don't know. Seems like sometimes hard times can. Make it tough. Yes, it does. You know, yes, it does. You can make it tough. Yes, it and I guess I was one of those that need to be toughened. You know, because I was I was a shy person growing up. I guess just because nobody did. You know, I was like a loner. Nobody uh, accepted me like that. But. I forgot where I was. Anyway, I found out that he was unfaithful. Oh, and that was such a hard thing. Because uh, I trusted him. Mm -hmm. And I was a good wife, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't deny him, you know what I mean? Second job, 
and so when it wasn't, you know, I, that's what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So, but you would come home, lipstick mm -hmm. on his underwear, mm -hmm. you know, all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. But what it was her doing, you know, oh, yeah. to mm -hmm. make me feel bad, you mm -hmm. know. But, God knows all about it. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. But I love my, I loved it, you know. I cried a lot. I booed a lot. I remember one day I was upstairs in the bathroom crying. My son, Chris. And uh, Sister Rossum's son came in to the house, and he heard Chris heard me crying. He said, "Mom," he said, "What's the matter?" He said, "Anyway, he went and got Sister Rossum." <laughs> oh, she came, but it's just it's just uh, things. Some things you have to cry out. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. But anyway, the baby, they took me, put me in the hospital because uh, I had a lot of water and they had to uh, put a needle in my stomach and drain out a lot of the water. So they kept me in the hospital. I was in there about 11 days. But the baby died. He uh, he lived one day, and I had a doctor for the baby. And when he came in and said to me, he started naming off of all these things that was wrong with him. And after he, you know, after you. He say a few, few of the things, you just grow numb. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you don't hear the, uh, the rest of them again. But anyway, when I, when I had him, no, there was no way, couldn't find my husband. Mm -hmm. I, uh, my neighbor that I had gotten to be a friend with, whose husband uh, was a uh, bus driver. Mm -hmm. They they took me to the hospital, mm -hmm. and they tried to get in touch with him, but they couldn't. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he, he got this somehow after the baby was born, and and got to saw the baby. But I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't want that memory mm -hmm. yeah. in my mind right. because I'm a kind of person. I don't know. I just keep. Pictures, you know what I mean. I didn't. I didn't want that picture brought to my mind. I, I, the pregnancy and all, all that, what he did, that was enough. You know, I, I didn't want that picture to be added on to everything. But going here, they, they had the funeral while I was in the hospital, and. When I got back home, he, he came and took me home. That was a 
longest ride back home. Mm -hmm. He had brought a carnation that was dipped in blue. Mm -hmm. And all I was sitting there with this, and the tears just flowed because instead of a baby, yeah. I just had a, you know, just blue carnation. Mm -hmm. But anyway, when I went home, Oh, and I'm a, I'm a, a good house person, you know, I keep things clean and, mm -hmm. in a certain way, and plants and everything, and when I back, went back home, all the plants were dead. Oh, oh the house was dusty, mm -hmm. things were moved around, mm -hmm. it just wasn't the same house, mm -hmm. and they took me up some tears, you know, and I got it went to bed. He said he had to go and uh, wash clothes. And when he brought the clothes back, part of her clothes was mixed in mm. her kids. Mm. So I just told him, I, you know, there's a, there's a limit uh -huh. that you will go with a person. Mm -hmm. And so after, uh, so I told him, I said, if you uh, are not gonna stay here and you know take care of us, and you just you just go ahead and stay where you are. Mm -hmm. so, so so that's the way I ended up. Mm -hmm. But he still came back and forth picking up stuff and seeing the children, you know, mm -hmm. seeing and he would come and take them, you know, when it was school time, and he would buy, buy their clothes and everything. But I don't know. He and he would give me like a hundred and something. I think it was a hundred and seventeen dollars or something. Now what could that do? Mm -hmm. You know, what could that do? Right. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I tell you, it's just I am just, just so glad I tell just to be standing. And the period of last, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. But uh, uh, I was, uh, I, I, I'm not a beggar, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. If uh, if you're not going to willingly give me, mm -hmm. I'm not going to beg. Right. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you have respect for yourself, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I just heard the Spirit say the best is yet to come. Thank Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. I'm just so grateful to the Lord mm, yes, God. because uh, I'm a one-man person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> there was nobody after him, mm -hmm. and for a long time, I uh, I didn't know. I, you know, when you uh, want to please the Lord, you can suffer mm -hmm. for a long time Amen. because you you don't know what God wants to do. Yes. And that was more important to me than me having my way. Mm -hmm. And not only that, I just saw so much ugly. Mm -hmm. 
And when you are alone, the enemy has a way of uh, letting men know mm-hmm. that you are alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God had told me, he said, Mary, he says, they're going to be watching your front door, mm-hmm. and they're going to be watching your back door. Mm-hmm. It's like you're living in a glass house. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be careful about letting men in the house. Mm-hmm. Don't be letting men in the house. Mm-hmm. Because this way, because they're going to be thinking the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. See, I was aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was aware of what the enemy was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, but it was just hard because I, I wasn't, when he left, I didn't have a job. So, you know, you, you're always thinking well, what I'm going to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, I didn't have time to be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had to just keep myself, you know, keep my, keep my thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. But God, God made a way anyway, you know. God yeah. always had a way. church. Yeah, his wife had told me about a woman who needed somebody to take care of her. She was named Mrs. Buck. Mm-hmm. And she, um, so she, uh, I went to her and she hired me to <clears throat> take care of her. I would go over there, be over there like seven or eight in the morning. And I would wash, give her a bath. Mm-hmm. Cause she had, was like paralyzed on my side, and uh, I would make up her bed and bring her downstairs. I would hold her open while she held on to the banister, and I would give her her breakfast and you know take her back upstairs. And sometimes I would read the scripture to her, and that's the she would give me at first. It wasn't. Uh, a lot, but then after a while she would give me five dollars an hour. So that, so that was kind of good, you know, because uh, after when I started working at the church, that that was what they had started like, giving me five dollars an hour. Not not here, not this <laughs> the church that I went to, the Pentecostal Emmanuel Church. But God always had a way. And, you know, always wanted, you know, we can read the Bible all we can, but you you don't get to know the author mm-hmm. by reading it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You get to know the author by exercising that word, mm-hmm. talking to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, just the way you get to, to know the, the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted, I said, now, we have so many witnesses in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you, you have the ones that uh, was hungry for the word. Mm-hmm. You have the ones that rejected the word, mm-hmm. you know. 
And but which one do you want? Mm. You know, which one do you want? Mm. And when I make a a vow to somebody, I'm in it for the whole the whole road. Mm. You know, I'm in it for the whole thing. Mm. And so I, I always want to have my own witness, mm. you know, for the Lord. Yes. You know, telling what he's done for me. Amen. Because can't nobody else do that for you. This is a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a choice that we all, yeah. you know, have to make. Mm -hmm. And that, and that was my choice. Lord, I want to know you. Mm -hmm. Like Moses had said, Lord, I want to see you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And it's something because uh, one of these times when I was crying in the bathroom, God manifested himself unto me. I saw his face in the curtain. I had sheer curtains in the bathroom. And then it seems like the sun was just shining on him. And all of a sudden I saw this number seven. Seven, like shining, like sunlight on the curtain. And then I saw this face imprint on the, on the curtains. And I and I was looking at this face, and it just seems like the, the eyes was just penetrating my down deep in my heart. Oh, and I just I just began to cry. Oh, and I heard the Lord say. You know that how he was going to bless me, mm. and he kept saying, "Mary, do you love me?" Mm. And you know, sometimes us women we can be kind of stubborn <laughs> because we don't want to say, you know, what our hearts are saying. Mm -hmm. But it, when he kept saying it, I just kept crying because, Lord, you know I love you. And he knew I loved him because he wouldn't have been asking me. <laughs> 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 so anyway, just seek my face. And I didn't know nothing about that, about that being in the Bible. <laughs> and after one day I was reading Psalms, because Psalms was my favorite. Because in the Psalms I could always find something. Words mean a lot to me. I could always find uh, what David was saying. Instead of him saying it, I was saying it. But anyway, when the Psalms says, when he said, seek me my face, when, my, when your heart said unto me, seek me my face, my heart said unto me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said, I will seek your face. And, and it just, it was just so nice to be here, God speaking the word to me to seek his face. And, and that's what my life has been all about ever since then, seeking the face of the Lord. Because in our seeking the Lord, that's where we're going to find that as he was with all those in the Bible, he's going to be with you too. He'll be with you. And now and then he says, I will manifest myself unto you. But it's been a long journey. But, you know, it's, uh, you can have so much hidden pushed back mm -hmm. 
in your subconscious or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, and you need to be set free. And you, you, sometimes you could just be going on thinking everything is fine. But all of a sudden, guys, my daughter and her husband came to Alavini and said, we're going to be carrying on circumstances. And I went, and I didn't even know at that time that they, that they were, uh, you know, ministers. But I didn't know they did what they did. <laughs> so anyway, they were ministering together. And all of a sudden, they came back to where I was <laughs> and started praying for me. Oh, and it was something that they said. Touch oh, the heart of her being. <laughs> and it was like a dam broke. Mm -hmm. Something broke. And I just began to sob. Snot, that's not crying. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, but it was such a, a release. But, you know, sometimes uh, we, can, we have to get out of ourselves. Yes. You know, so. <laughs> You know, and I was so aware of myself mm -hmm. because what it seems like what nobody they was praying for other people, but I'm the one I was I was doing all the noise making. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, after a while you don't care yes, because yes. of the the release that you're getting. Yeah, amen. I think like being set free. Yes. But that began my release from all these things that were hidden mm -hmm. deep down in me. Mm -hmm. And not only that, that's the only way really uh, that God can begin your healing. You know, you don't try to hide. I don't hide nothing from the Lord. I don't hide nothing from the Lord. Even when I'm, uh, I get a bad thought or something, the Lord I don't like that thought, mm -hmm. so I plead the blood of Jesus yeah. over it. Yeah. You know, you gotta be clear. Mm -hmm. Be clear with the Lord yeah. if you really want the blessings of the Lord. You cannot get all the blessings of the Lord if you're trying to hide things. Mm -hmm. It's just like when Adam and Eve in the garden. Yes, yes, yes. Now when after they had said. And when God came and to talk to them, mm -hmm. they were hiding, yeah. mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> and I'm uh, and I'm gonna make sure that Lord, I ain't hiding nothing. Amen. Amen. I ain't hiding nothing from you, Amen. because when you, I don't know, when you love the Lord with all your heart and you want everything that He has for you. You got to have a clear slate. Amen. You can't be having stuff. Yes. Oh, no kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you, <laughs> he says whatever he says in that word to do, mm -hmm. you got to be trying to do it. Mm -hmm. Even if you ain't really making it, he got to see you trying. Amen. But if you try, God's sure going to be there Amen. to help you to do it because he, that's what he died for. Amen. You know, that you might have life in that more abundantly. Amen. And I tell you, I'm just 
I'm just so grateful to the Lord just to be a child of God. You know, who are we? And he should be mindful of us. Who are we? Sometimes we get uh, beside ourselves just like Job did. My God, my God. You know, where are you? You know, all that kind of stuff. God knows how to put you in your place. <laughs> but you can accept it because you know he loves you. Amen. You can take a lot from love when you know you're being loved. Amen. And as a, with the things that I had went through, I needed love, real love. Amen. You know, not no fleshly love. I needed God's love, that love that searches your innermost being, yes, you know, yes. and I'm just grateful, and I just, I just thank the Lord for everything, you know, I have so many things, you know, that I could say, but I can't tell it all, Shall it be salted? Yes. It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. And this is what, and this is in the 14th verse, you are the light of the world. The city that is set on a hill, it can't be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but under a candlestick but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And this is what a Christian life is all about. It's pleasing the Lord, you know, above all else, above yourself. You know, whatever you do, do it. As unto the Lord, you know, because the Lord's going to examine it. You can't hide. You can't. You can't hide nothing from God. My God. You know, and when you really know that, I don't mean with your head. Know that with your heart. You're not going to be messing around. You know, playing with God. Uh, Romans 12 and 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is only your reasonable service. So maybe we, we're not doing nothing, we're just doing our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, this is what we're all about. Our bodies belong to God. And, and be willing to give him your whole body, mind, body, and soul. You know? And that means from your head, 
You're thinking right. You're seeing yourself right. You're seeing people right. You know, sometimes I say, Lord, I say, we, sometimes we are judge critical. We are judgmental. We're critical. And I find myself, I say, Lord, every time we bat our eyes and see another uh, picture, mm -hmm. we have some thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. Now, are they good thoughts mm -hmm. or are they bad thoughts? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I'm, I examine myself, My God. you know, mm -hmm. because it's where you want to go, Lord. Mm -hmm. Galatians 6 and 9, let us not be weary. That means leaving your patience, it's, it's having your patience, tolerance, uh, or pleasure exhausted. Don't be weary at well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. You know, don't stop doing good. Yeah. It says, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially those Amen. of the household of faith. Amen. You know, seeing her. And, and to tell you the truth, you're not going to do good to the outside mm. and not do good to the inside. Mm -hmm. You first, it has to be happening. You know, they, they go together. Mm -hmm. And Isaiah, now this is talking about our God. Has thou not known? Has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faith not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. Mm -hmm. He giveth power to the faint, mm -hmm. and they that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Mm -hmm. And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings, as eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. And this is the God we serve. Amen. And we just owe him our whole bodies, mind, body, and soul. So be encouraged. God loves you. Amen. Children, yes. and taught us to serve God as well. Amen. 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 And I'm a witness. When I met Carol, I, I didn't have to deal with a young girl who had been raised 
to be bitter toward men. Yes. I'm a witness. Yes. Uh, <coughs> highly respected me. And even when I messed up in life, I don't mean I slept around on or anything like that, but just the trials we went through, we lost a home and, and uh, went through times of, you know, having to move back in with my mom and dad and we had a baby, just life, y'all know stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. But because she hadn't been raised in bitterness. She didn't take those as opportunities to lash out at me. Right. You're supposed to take care of us. And I thought you were supposed to do She was always loving and understanding. In fact, she would say, people need to understand, it's hard for a black man in America sometimes. And so she's like, I'm going to be there. I got your back. So I'm a witness personally of what my, what my mom has just shared with you today that God healed her. And I still remember the moment, and we had no idea. Carol did not know, know all, all the depth of what her mom had been through. Mm -hmm. And so we were here. It was during the years before we actually moved to Harrisburg. Mm -hmm. And Beanie uh, brought us here to Harrisburg to come minister at his church. Mm -hmm. And so we had no idea when we laid hands on mom and prayed for her, we didn't know what that wail was about. <laughs> she broke down and just wailed and cried. We had no idea the depths of what was happening. And the reason why we share this with you is because the scripture that came to our mind as you were sharing, mom, was John 15. And I want to read this and then, because this has got to be one of the most misquoted misunderstood scriptures in the Bible and what mom has done today, what God has used her to do has bring the right interpretation of this scripture. I want you to see what has happened to you today. Uh, John 15 chapter 1 verse 1. Many of us have heard this scripture. It says, I am the true vine and my, and my father is the vine dresser. That's a very key phrase. My father is the vine dresser. Yes. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And some of you in your Bible, it has a little asterisk there on number. And when you go and look up what that word takes away means, it says lifts up. Yes. But many of us have been taught that any branch that's not bearing fruit is cut off. Right. Raise your hands. I mean, you've been told that. Yes. But the Bible, the Bible, not yeah. a preacher said, yeah. not somebody using 20th century or 21st century definition of the word. <laughs> the original language, Greek language in which the, which the New Testament was written, it says any branch in Jesus, because he said the Father is the vine dresser, and mm -hmm. Jesus said, I'm the vine. Yeah. You're the branches. Mm -hmm. And the vine dresser, if he finds any branch mm -hmm. that's not bearing fruit, the vine dresser mm -hmm. lifts it up. Yeah. Now, what does he mean by lifts up? A vine dresser, grapevines, they, they have this, they're tied to a trellis. Mm -hmm. Some of you have seen yes. grape, you know, mm -hmm. vineyards mm -hmm. and it's long rows. Mm -hmm. Because they tie them to the trellis. And so a vine dresser, if he finds a branch that's not bearing fruit, he will shift it. Yeah. He'll untie it from where it is mm -hmm. and lift it up mm -hmm. and reposition it. Amen. Amen. Isn't that good? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you mean to tell me all those times I wasn't bearing fruit? The vine dresser, the father, wasn't walking up and down the groves looking to see who he could cut off. No. So when he saw little Mary and the life that she had to endure because of the attacks of the enemy, and here is a woman who's been crying out to him and he's shown himself to her all these years and he's spoken to her. So she had this moment and we didn't know how God was using us. I'm sharing this with you because I want you to see what God has used her to do with you today. We didn't know that God brought us to Harrisburg and put us in that moment. This was the vine dresser, not Chris and Carol, and said, now Mary, I'm going to lift you up. What kind of God would we be serving if he's looking at someone who wants to be fruitful and wants to be used, but I find you and you're not fruitful right now, I'm cutting you off. Knowing all the hell you've been through in your life, and you tell me the vine dresser's job is to cut you off. No, his word says the vine dresser, the father, says I'm there to lift you up, to reposition you. So you know part of the reason why you're here today and some of us have had to step away and be moved and shifted out of the traditional setting? You know what that is? That's God. He said, you wasn't fruitful at that church, so I'm going to untie you from there and reposition you. And I'm going to put you someplace where you can bear fruit. Somebody say So God brought you here today. And I don't know what you're going through. But this was a divine and holy moment. He knows that whatever's going on in your life, and it may be similar to what things you shared, it may be exactly the same as what she has shared today. And God has given you a holy moment like he did for her. Yes, God. When he showed her his face. Thank you. The name of this message was Seek His Face. Do you hear him speaking to you today? Seek his face. This is the answer to the Me Too movement. This woman has spoken the answer to the Me Too movement. The answer is seek his face. Because if you don't seek his face, you're going to seek revenge. You're going to seek compensation. And it still won't feel. It won't heal you. You may get money back from the per, from the perpetrator, but it won't heal you. And you'll just pass along the same generational curse onto your children and your grandchildren. The answer to the Me Too movement is seek His face, because when you seek His face, you give the vine dresser the opportunity to now read position you said lord i don't want to be in this place of bitterness it's making me unfruitful i don't want to be in this place of unforgiveness it's making me unfruitful i don't want to be in this place of fear and anxiety of what's going to happen to me next it's making me unfruitful so god gave you a divine moment and he says i'm bringing you you're gonna you're gonna sit in a house on a sunday morning in May 2015, <laughs> raining, <laughs> and I'm going to answer the true cry that's in your heart. Yes. I want to be fruitful. Yes. I want to be fruitful. 
I want to be fruitful. I want when the vine dresser goes up and down and he's looking in all of his branches and I want him to see fruit. And so thank you, come on, right now in this moment. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For shifting me. That's right. For shifting me. Thank you, Lord, for untying me to that horrible place on that trellis. And now shifting me, lifting me up, and repositioning me. Thank you, Lord. So I want you right now, whoever is the persons or the persons, the people that have hurt you, that have violated you, you don't have to say it out loud, but maybe just whisper it under your breath. Say, Lord, I release them and say their name. I release them. I release her. Thank you, Lord. It doesn't mean that what they were, that what they did is okay, but you need to be okay. It doesn't mean what they did made it makes it. You forgiving them doesn't make it right. It makes you right. <laughs> Put you back in right standing with God, and it also it moves you out of the way so that God can deal with the person who caused you harm. You don't want to be there in unforgiveness. He'll get you both. So move out of the way and let God deal with them. Right now, in this moment, I release the privilege of a parent, a sibling, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle. May have even been a school teacher, a classmate, thank you, a boss. <laughs> Some of us have been bullied. You've been bullied and violated. But release them. Let them go. Let the Holy Spirit reposition you. Thank you, Lord, to put me in the place where I can bear fruit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's right. I release them. I forgive them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This may sound a little bit strange. Say, Lord. 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 That's right, Lord. I even release you. I even release you. Because I was mad at you. That you let it happen. That's right. That's why sometimes it's hard for people to go to church. Because I'm really, I'm mad at God. I ain't just mad at the preacher and the church people. I'm mad at God. <laughs> Because I don't understand this. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I release you. Now, come on, girl. I'm, I'm with you, but Lord, I trust you. We were just talking about that last night. <laughs> amongst us. Lord, I trust you, Lord. Lord, forgive me for walking in unbelief. Thank you, Lord. I got discouraged. I got disappointed. And it opened the door for me to start walking in unbelief, but not trusting you. So thank you, Lord, for bringing me to this holy moment. For you to reposition me. Thank you, Lord, to lift me up to this place where I can trust you and I believe you. It's a new day. Come on, tell yourself. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. You're going to talk to yourself anyway. So tell yourself. Now, that's why you read that in the psalm. So now speak to yourself and say, soul, why are you disquieted? Why are you disturbed? Hope in God. Put emphasis on it. Hope in God. What the word hope means, it means an expectation that in God. It's not in people. Thank you, Lord. I, my expectation is in you, God. When people fail, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. I trust you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah.